Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today is a bonus episode with uh, Mike Escamilla, Rooftop. Um, Mike is a professional stuntman, BMX uh, rider that I guess freestyle, vert, whatever, not vert, freestyle, street. Um, the reason that I know of Mike is because I used to ride bikes from when I was about, gosh, 11 till about 22, 21. Maybe even while well, I still dabble with it, but uh, yeah, Mike, uh, I hooked up with Mike from Gary Reyes, went to high school with him. He's a local guy over here in La Habra, and my brother-in-law knows Mike pretty well because uh, he used to ride with him. My brother-in-law was pro, Dave Bonnebel, and uh, that's how I know Mike. So when I was young, he was uh, the local pro in La Habra doing all the crazy street stuff. The, I think one of the first guys to actually do a roof gap Uh of anyone, I think, for a while. And I know a lot of skaters went and did that same gap at La Habra High. And uh, I had a couple of buddies that did it, but that just wasn't my cup of tea. I'm not that crazy. so. Um, but the reason I had Mike on is he's the host of a show called One Boat Challenge. It's by Minkota and Hummingbird. And I'm pretty sure you could go see it on the Minkota website, or you can go to Hummingbird's website, or I think if you type in One Boat Challenge on YouTube, there's a uh, different episode. I think they're on episode three. So I had Mike on to talk about that, talk about his life a little bit of stuntman, and he has his own podcast. And he had some pretty interesting uh, information about the whole COVID thing because he has a uh, Still Bleeding, I think is the name of the podcast. But uh, he says it in there, and, and it's pretty interesting. It's, uh, it's crazy. He has like exhibit on his podcast and stuff too. So, I mean, if you just want some content to listen to right now, um, it'd be great. Keep Bleeding Podcast by Mike Escamilla. So he has a lot of cool people on there. And uh, yeah, so we talk about the show a little bit. He catches a couple of fish and that's about it, man. Um, no sponsors this week. Uh, this will be tomorrow. So I'm hoping, you know, we could still fish in California and we're doing the whole social distancing thing. Cause I know when I fish, I'm solo and I still want to fish cause it keeps me sane. And uh, if not, man, I guess we'll just ride it out and see what, see what happens. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to try to keep putting out content as much as I can. I'm just trying to pump them out. Doing what I can, man. And Monday will be Bill Semental. Uh, I also have lined up Informative Fisherman, uh, Troy Linder, UFO Bates, and a couple other guys. I'm hoping to get some saltwater guys on, too, I have lined up. So thanks again for listening. If you could give five stars, would greatly appreciate it. And see you Monday.
Oh, hey, man. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I totally forgot. We're doing this at noon. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Sorry. I just I woke up. I'm not sleeping a ton because my foot. Yeah. What happened so with that? I just rolled it in my front yard. Just doing a 180 or something? No. <laughs> no. Walking. Walking? Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude. I just like stepped off a thing onto like an uneven ground. And I have super weak ankles because of all the injuries I had. Yeah. And just fucking rolled it. But it, since I was coming down off something, yeah. it was like all my weight and I tore a bunch of shit. Yeah, dude. Are you, you still ride a lot too? Um, I mean, it does. I feel like I still ride, but it's not a lot. Yeah. Because I just don't have the time. Is it kind of, because you're older now too, is it kind of scary to like commit to anything because you, you get hurt, you could be out for a little while. Well, it's just like, um, yeah, there's that. There's plus, yeah, I can't get, if I get hurt, I can't work. Yeah. So that's it. Like, that's the big one. But other times it's just hard to find time too. like, uh, the people I'm not going to, I, I pretty much only ride backyard pools. So yeah, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna, uh, go ride myself a backyard pool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you gotta, it's hard to get everyone's schedules worked out too, where everyone can be on board the same day. Yeah. So this is going to be a different one. I'll introduce you real quick. Uh, we're going to go right into it. Go yeah, we're already going. going. We're going, dude. Oh, we're already going? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I usually do an intro before, but I'll introduce you and kind of um, t- tell people kind of how I know you and you know yeah. you know, I got you on. So like I've told everyone before, I rode bikes for a long time and my brother-in-law uh, was buddies with Mike and I knew Mike. He was, you're what, 40? Two. 42 so i'm 39 so mike was the as we say on my my podcast the big dicker in town with the bikes <laughs> you know uh because uh you know if does anyone call you rooftop and not know what it means yeah i'm sure yeah yeah so mike did they his nickname's rooftop because where i live in whittier la habra there was a uh he was like you're probably one of the first guys to really do a rooftop gap yeah right? but i'm yeah. gonna correct you right now that's not why i'm called rooftop Really? Who called you rooftop? No, that that's like uh that was just happened to be a um coincidence. Uh-huh. Because that was the first photo I'd had in a magazine. Really? That anybody really knew uh okay. yeah, knew who I was. So yeah, but I got it because I was on this uh road trip. I was like fifteen. I was mm-hmm. on this road trip with all these pros uh to go out to my first contest in Oklahoma and I'd never been anywhere. Yeah. And so the first time I mean, so I was just, you know, like any fifteen year old kid just asking questions and talking and i was talking so, and i was with a bunch of guys who were in their like 20s and 30s you know yeah and so uh or at least 20 or mid-20s and they they were so sick of me talking they said if i didn't shut up they'd put me on the roof of the car <laughs> like the grandma from national lampoons like uh mike akabach the boy right yeah he was he was he was on that trip too and he, yeah. he got the boy from uh what's his name from snm huh Went to his uh, I think Chris. They yeah. went to his door to yeah. ride his ramp. I think, and they're like, oh, "Is the boy home?" They didn't remember his name once they got there. Didn't know it. Yeah, but uh, so the whole thing that this relates to fishing is uh, Gary. You know Gary Ray as your buddies with Gary. Yeah, of course. And, uh, uh, Gary's been on this podcast multiple times, and, and I talked to Gary a lot. You do a pretty cool uh, fishing show. So it, uh, well, I got I got asked to to host a fishing competition yes. from uh, Minn Kota and Humbird Motors. Which is, is that, super cool. Like, can you yeah, talk about really that cool. and kind of like explain your experience? Like, because you have some fishing background. I mean, you've been with Gary on his boat before to Catalina. I mean, yeah, I've been there. I've, I I fished a bunch when I went like on my trips to Fiji. I fit. I you know I fished enough to pull some fish out of the water. I caught like a 
like a 50 some pound tuna and like, yeah, yeah, that's you know, yeah. big barracudas and, uh, I, what are the, what is it, sturgeon? Is that the real ugly one? Yeah, those are, those aren't around. There's one like at Santa Ana River Lakes, they say. I don't fucking know. Or oh, Lake. I went up to Canada. And, and oh, caught, you did it in the like, real deal. <laughs> yeah, I went up to Canada and, and, and it did one of those. Like, I've, you know, I've done some fishing. I'm not a fisherman by any thing, but I've, I've, I've gotten, I've had the opportunity to have some, you know, pull some fish in the boat. Um, I got this opportunity from Andy Bell, who's a, uh, he used to be one of the Nitro Circus guys back yeah. in the day, professional yeah. motocross rider. And he now owns a production company called sweatpant media and he said hey we got the job for this fishing show i was going to put you in as a host if you'd like to audition for it basically and uh, i got the job mm-hmm. and uh i didn't, didn't know much about what was going on um it flew us down to uh where is that uh Mon- Mon- flew us down to uh, lake el salto okay in mexico and you know, it's like right in like cartel, cartel territory. Was that kind of sketchy? Because they crossed the lake. On uh, no, nah, it didn't feel sketchy. I go to Mexico a lot, so yeah. I didn't didn't feel sketchy to me at all. Yeah. And once you're on the resort, and I think the I think the resorts probably all are in all have to answer the cartels a little bit. So I think <laughs> that that you know it's probably fine, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> they pay him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the resort was great. You know, the people there was great. Uh, once we got there, it was like we were there for a day or so, and then we got right into it. And I got to meet um, – who, who did I get to meet? Sorry, I'm yawning for a second. Hold on. No problem. I got to meet uh, Kevin uh, – why am I – what's a big fisherman's name? Van Dam. Van, Van Dam. Kevin Van Dam, he's great. I also got to meet um, – he was on the show yesterday. Uh, oh, man, I don't know why I'm blowing this. Uh, a few other big fishermen guys yeah, that came yeah. in as sort of guests, right? But I also got to meet all the contestants, and it was great. The, the, I, I, I actually, I'm going to say this. I'm going to straight, I'm going to straight say it right now. <laughs> I think I caught the biggest fish of the week there. Really? Yeah, like on one of the days, like while they're out fishing, I can fish and mess around. And one of the last nights, I was like, oh, let's fish a little bit. I didn't fish much, and I caught uh, over a nine pound bass. Dude, that's nice. Where did you catch it on? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> what good did it question. look? Hey, what did it look uh, like? <laughs> I'm not really sure, but I think it was. It was. I know that the 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 lure, like when I pull it in, it like flickers and spins and sort of spins on the top of the water. Okay, so maybe a whopper plopper or something like that. Something, yeah, yeah. So everyone else just set me up. I, I, I didn't have to do it. <laughs> did you have to do uh, any any kind of research for the show to like know the terminology or do anything like um, that before you went I in? I did. I did, but it was based on. Um, it was based on what they gave me on the day. So I don't get my lines until, you know, 30 minutes before we do whatever we're saying. Because yeah. the show's sort of, it's it's happening as it as it unfolds. So it's not like there's a set script that I have. Yeah. So it changes through the day, depending on who's doing what and what's doing what. So I, I had to do a little bit of research just on the uh, Minn Kota and Humberd stuff and all the technology that we're using. Mm-hmm like 360 imaging and, and all the different things we're using. So, uh, I had to do that. And I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know much about fishing, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what, that technology they have on those boats is insane. I pretty much don't know how, if you have that technology, I don't know how you're not catching fish. Yeah. Right. That'd they have nice. that trolling motor that is, that is operated by GPS. So it'll just keep you right in the same spot. The 360 imaging, you can literally see the fish. It looks like, a video game from the 90s. That's how good the graphics are. Yeah, I, I've seen them. I haven't had an experience looking at them up close. I've been on a couple guys' boats that have them. 
but I never like I really mean, messed with it. But yeah, I heard that's amazing. I and mean, that trolling motor is brand I new. Asked the prices, yeah. I remember asking the prices and, and feeling like it wasn't that expensive. Yeah, like it wasn't like you were taking a loan out to get it. Yeah, right. Like if you're into fishing, you could easily save up to buy this pretty, you know, pretty easily. Yeah, uh, but I, if I was a fisherman, there's no way I would not have all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's so you kind of had to read up on that. Is this show sponsored by Minkota then? And yeah, and, it's uh, Minkota and Humber Motors. Okay. Um, and do you and what channel is it on? It's not a channel. It's uh, they if you Are, go to either one of their websites, it's on there. Plus, it's on YouTube. Oh, cool. And, cool. Just, and if you just look up one boat, one boat challenge. Is the name of the show? Yeah. So and, break it down yeah. the challenge too, because I I I just seen from Gary putting it up, and I'm like, oh, that's so, fucking cool. Basically, it was four teams, or it is four teams. We're only on episode three, so and and the episodes aren't very long, so you guys can catch up really easy. And it's and to be honest with you, for someone who's not into not a, a super not not I'm not a, a fisherman, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to watch. Like it's enjoyable. It's it's like fun to watch. Yeah. So for me, it, it, I'm coming from a different point of view, and I'm like, well, is this going to be interesting to watch for everyone? And it is. It, it really it really is. Yeah. So we started with four teams, two teams of four people. Two of the people were salmon guides from from the Northwest. Another two guys, two fishermen from Florida. Uh, another fisherman from Connecticut, I believe, up, like, up the Northwest, mm-hmm. I mean, Northeast, and Texas, and then... Uh, Louis Vito, who's a professional snowboarder, and Willie, who is a uh, retired NFL player. Okay, and they're hosts as well. And they're a team. No, they're a team. Oh, really? And they're both they're fishermen. Fish, yeah, they both fish, and they're a team. And they 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 pull. They they do. They're pretty impressive. So and do so you? They have the teams, and every day we go out. There's different challenges. Maybe the challenge is whoever catches the most fish. Maybe the challenge is whoever catches catches the three fish with the highest weights. Uh, but there's all these stipulations on the ways you have to use the equipment. Or maybe they're given a, a memory card that allows them only to fish in certain areas. Then it gives them mapping of the whole lake. Yeah. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. So you do is it elimination type of, of yeah. Deal? So every day someone gets eliminated, a team gets eliminated down to one. And, and then there's there's special guests, there's surprises, there's gifts, there's and at the end, uh, at the end the winners give I believe ten thousand dollars to their fishing charity of their choices. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I, I'll be honest with you. When I got the job, I didn't know much about it. And after doing the job and meeting all the people at Minkota and Humbird and all the contestants, what a really great group of people that really love what they do. And really, really human. I, I know it sounds silly, but really people that are normal humans that really just want to have fun. And they're telling a story that isn't filled with a bunch of um, – ridiculous sort of tv ideas yeah right? it's really just what happens and and the contestants are really good some of them are really really good and so and when i say really good i just mean they're good on camera they're good fishermen it, it was a great experience i hope that i get to go i hope they do another one and i get to go back i'm not i never i never assume that but uh I, even if i don't get to host it i hope i get to go back and hang out with everybody what, what a great what a great crew does it make you kind of want to fish a little more and that you kind of... I mean, for sure. It was... Yeah. Because you're was, an outdoors guy, little, too, right? You like hiking was, and doing all it that. It was a little different than I thought because... The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy-on, easy-off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Because I'm not a fisherman or an angler, right? Because I'm not an angler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, for me, it's like, well, I'll put the fish, I'll put the, a cast and hopefully I get a fish at some point. But these guys were ripping fish in some of them faster than I, I mean, they ripped 30 fish in an hour <laughs> and it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, this isn't fun. I'm like, <laughs> but then I put my, I put my line in and it's just like nothing. So you realize that there is really is a art and craft to how to read the water, how to read the ground, how to read the obstacles, how to use that equipment and know what, where the fish are going to be. Uh, so it was really, it, it changed what I thought fishing was to me, which is really interesting, but also it, it I think it just in being around all those guys made fishing fun because it was just it, half half of it was more about shooting the about shit stuff like just that. who's who's there you know yeah and, and your friends and hanging out which is cool to hear you say you know it's not just about throwing a line in the water because a lot of people just look at fishing and go oh just you what do you throw bait out it's not really that way for someone that's really into fishing you know. Yeah. And you got Sorry to see the noise. Yeah, I, no I, I just had to just burnt my, my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Sorry. Um, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Podcast. <laughs> and you do a podcast of your own as well, right? Yeah, I do. It's called, uh, it's called the keep bleeding. It's called keep bleeding. Yeah. And it's about people who have mastered their crafts and the things that they've gone through to sort of continue to do them. Mm-hmm. Right. As we started from, I actually did a, an episode. Last week was the first episode I missed. I didn't get one out. I just, my, with my ankle, I hurt. I got hurt this week. Uh, I, I just, just, it was just too much. I just had too much going on. Plus, I'm, I just moved. Mm-hmm. So my whole house is a disaster. And so I can't walk. And my house is a mess. And I just was like, oh, I'll take the week off. But I also just did a podcast called World War C. Yes. And it's the last one I did. And I interviewed. I interviewed 11 people from all over the world about the coronavirus and what's going on in their towns. Like I interviewed people in China who just got a two-month quarantine. I interviewed people in quarantine in Italy and Spain, uh, what they're doing in Australia, people in New York, hospital, like doctors in, in Chicago, people who have the, have the virus, people who got the virus, don't know where they got it. Dude, so it's pretty that's, that's really interesting. Here's a question. Since you talked yeah. to a lot of these people, how legit are the numbers out of China? Do you know what I'm saying? Because you haven't so, seen so anything grow. I, I have a few friends in China. Okay. And I asked them before. This is months ago I asked them. And he what months ago when they said it was like a thousand people, he said think tens of thousands. Wow. And then when I talked to I have another friend in China who set up the 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 interview that I did for the person that was basically really close to the Wuhan to Wuhan. Yeah. People in China have to be careful what they say. Okay. They can't. They can't talk freely. They can't do those things. So, a lot of the stuff was said off off record because they just can't. And I don't want to judge. I don't want to um, endanger them. 
Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So, and and a lot of and and also, I think that a lot of the people, what they call are nationalists, so they are brainwashed and they just believe. You know, like if you listen to the woman I talked to, who's great, and she gets so much great information, talked about what it was like being quarantined for two months and what it did to mentally and physically. You know, when I asked her if she thinks the numbers are the same, she's, you know, her answer was, why would they lie? So yeah. you got to think about it that way. But my other friends said add zero. My other friends from China who spoke with me said add zeros or two zeros to the number. Wow. Which yeah. makes you think here, are you taking it pretty seriously? Like, are you not, are you social distancing? Yeah. I think so. Take it serious, but I, I think I'm taking it serious in a different way. I obviously it's, it's hard to tell because you can go through all the conspiracy theories of what people think or whether this is something about depopulation or whatever it is. Right. Or they already, there's a million things and a lot of them make sense, but at the same time you have to assume that there is something going on, whether, yeah. however we got, however we, we landed at this destination. There's something going on. Uh, I don't want to give it to anyone else. So, stay away from people i think i already had it to be honest with you really it, I, well yeah i mean I, I don't know i didn't get a fever but i was really really sick for about four or five days at the middle middle of february i'd gotten back from panama filming i was shooting a movie uh, i also i'm a stuntman that's what i do for a job a living oh i've watched your uh work multiple times with my kids because yeah. they love uh, paul blart yeah so uh, <laughs> i had getting back from filming suicide squad 2 and I got really, really sick for about four or five days. Wow. And maybe that was it. Maybe it wasn't. I'm not sure. But I, I think that a lot of people, I mean, it's, it's hard. The numbers are crazy because if they're not testing, how do you know you have it? Yes. Hold, hold on a second. You guys can hear that plane. I literally live under the airport. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I we moved, can't hear it at all. I moved, close to, oh, I moved close to a, I moved and it's close to an airport. And I didn't really think about it when I ran out of the house. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm literally right under the flight line. <laughs> Wow, but I, 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 the, the thing is, is there was one common theme. If you listen to the podcast, the mm -hmm. World War C podcast, there was one common theme. The sooner the country locked everyone down, the better the country's off. Yes, and the problem with America is, is America doesn't want to listen. They don't think anything applies to them. They don't think anything can happen to them. They think that they have more rights than other people on the planet. So. Uh, it, it, people aren't listening. You know, you see the beaches and they're packed. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's, a bit, it's just a bit selfish. It's, it's hard because there's a big part of me that's like, this is bullshit. But there's a big part of me that's like, so what if it's bullshit? Yeah. Right? It's like, like, why take a if, chance? If it just means yeah. I'm staying home. I mean, obviously you can go about all the other implications of, you know, things like they're going to make everyone take vaccines and we can get into all that. But right now, Right now, if, I'm, if the if the thing is stay home to try to help help, then just stay home. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I've done. I mean, that's what we've been doing. I really, I go fishing, but I'll go solo. Like I took my boat out today, but I'm going by myself. I'm yeah, not going with anyone. Wrong. You know? that, that, uh, and I don't like don't go to, don't don't go to the beach. Don't go. I don't know. You still see it though. Like I I went out today, and <laughs> there was dudes picking up guys at the ballast point. You know. Uh, dock and i'm like so not good and it's oh, like just, i trust and i trust dudes and i'm like i trust my friends but you don't know who you you're know. in contact with you know and you can be like this sport and the, the confusing thing is, is there's no no one really has any good information about no, it no no so 
it's like you're supposed to do this 14 whatever two week quarantine and you're clear but every time you leave the house that clock starts over doesn't it are you wearing a, a mask when you go out I am. I'm not, but I'm going to start. I have one. I haven't been. I haven't really been going out, though. Okay. And when I have gone out, I'm not really going out around other people. I did some shop, grocery shopping a couple weeks ago, and I haven't been back. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. But but I need to go soon. I, I mean, I hurt my foot, so. Yeah, it looks bad, for the last, dude. For the last eight or nine days, I've been bedridden, pretty much. And before that, I was pretty much locked in the house working on that podcast for eight days. So, How long ago was the podcast come much. out? Like how? When did you start the podcast? Actually, the whole pot, like the whole thing. Yeah. I, I started it in January. Okay, and we have like, great guests. Um, yeah, you have some really big names on there too, like Tony Hawk, Exhibit, Seth Green, Skeet Ulrich, uh, Matt Hoffman. That's the one I Matt Hoffman, <laughs> Jeff Corliss. There's a lot. There's a lot, lot of a lot of great, a lot of great guests. Yeah, people like I think people will enjoy them regardless. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's like this one is probably the most off topic podcast i've ever done because yeah. but i mean That's right. people people need something to listen to so. yeah no but i i wanted to talk about that show too but i mean you're someone that i've all when i was young you were like the local pro you know uh, so weird. yeah isn't it and i just yeah. picked my bike up and now i live in buena park so i'll make the i've been trying to ro- ride to Whittier boulevard every day just to get exercise well that's a long ways yeah, it's like 11 miles total and it's on i have a dirt jumper and it's on that fixed gear. I'm fucking dying, you know. <laughs> it's 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 hard, but you know, yeah. It's it. There's a lot of dudes that, that listen to the podcast that ride BMX too. So it's funny because they'll go, "You used to ride," and I'm like, "Yeah, dude." And then uh, I talked to Gary. He's like, "Do you know who Mike Escamilla?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I know who Mike Escamilla is." You know that that video, "Dirty Deeds," man. I had yeah, it, and funny. I can't I can't find that thing. That's one of the best. Bike videos, oh, I got I a think. copy. I got a, I got a digital copy of it. Do you mind me? I can yeah, send you one. Yeah, dude. I mean, the soundtrack and the and the your part. I mean, didn't you do redo? You did a second part of that part, didn't you? In another, uh, video? I did redid. Like I, I thought I was gonna have the last part I ever had, and mm-hmm. so I just said, let's use the same song. So I used the same song. That was in like 2011, but then I ended up having a another section in like 2017 or something like that. Yeah. How did you but, get into the stuntman thing? Like the movie shit. I mean, I was just. I always I, wanted to do it. I just started doing it in high school. I started getting bike jobs, and then it just sort of moved on from there. But between two, when I my first jobs around ninety five, ninety four, mm-hmm. I didn't get a, a job that wasn't bike riding until like two thousand six or something. Wow. And so the Paul Blart. Time. The Paul Blart was was that one of your biggest things you've been in? Like main no, roles? Uh, that one was like an acting slash stunt role, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've been in. I've had done four different Marvel movies. Wow. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I think it, Winter Soldier, maybe Ant Man, Captain Marvel, um, American Sniper. I just did a, a Suicide Squad 2. Shit. Uh, so you get to meet a lot of famous people then, too, huh? Uh, I mean, I have a few, few friends here and there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, dude, that's a crazy yeah. uh, jump from, like, I mean, I guess. How did you get your first your foot into the door for the first like role? Well, I just I just got uh, needed a bike needed bike riders. Oh, okay. I think the first job I ever got was in it was in high school, and it was with Mike Ockabach, mm-hmm. and we did a Nintendo commercial for a unicycle game, uh, and the director was Spike Jones, oh, who shit. is a huge director, but he also Spike Jones used to be a bike rider. Was he? Yeah, but see, uh, you can go find old photos of him 
in the magazines. No way. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, that's why I got the job. And then I did some more stuff on a show called Pacific Blue. I did an AT&T commercial back in the 90s. And then I just, you know, just slowly went from there. And then the, the, the job that sort of changed it a little bit was a job called Stick It. Mm-hmm. And it was a gymnastics movie, a Disney gymnastics movie. And there's a whole opening sequence, a BMX sequence. And I, they, I got there and they had the sequence. And I sort of redesigned it and made it a little better. <laughs> and I did probably 90% of the stunts in the beginning of that sequence. Uh, I think Scotty Kramer did one stunt and Eddie Fiola did another stunt too. And that sort of let me into meeting the guys that ended up hiring me to do more stuff. Wow. What a great uh, uh, story, man. Shit. To now, you're just, uh, now you're laid up with the, everything stopped though because of the COVID thing, right? So you can't really do shit yeah. anyway. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm a little worried about it because I live check to check like everyone else. So. No, I hear you. My wife does hair, and she hasn't been able to work for a while, so it's like, fuck, man. No. Hopefully this clears up. But uh, I appreciate you coming on and telling your little piece on the, the fishing thing. Entertaining. Yeah, it's pretty and, interesting. Uh, Take a look at it. It's called the One Boat Challenge. Yeah. And uh, you can find it on the Minn Kota or the Humber websites. Or just Google. I mean, or just YouTube One Boat Challenge. It'll pop up. There's three episodes out now. Yeah. I believe there's four or five episodes all together, maybe. Yeah. So it's good. It's great. Yeah. It's, well, really, it's fun. It's easy. You can watch the whole thing in an hour, less than an hour. Great. All episodes in less than an hour. Yeah. And where can they, uh, if they want to check you out or check out your Instagram, what is it, just Mike Escamilla? It's just my name, Mike Escamilla, or check out the Keep Bleeding podcast. Keep Bleeding podcast. Cool. Well, uh, thanks again, Mike, for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time, dude. Yeah, dude, anytime. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah.